Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for letting me share with you this week. I'm so excited about what God's doing in your lives. Yesterday, I closed with Joshua 1 9. He says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Be not discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Listen to those words. Our Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being with Joshua. Yes, you commanded us to be strong, Lord, and to be courageous, to not be afraid, not be discouraged. For God, you are with us. You've promised to go with us wherever we go. As you promised Joshua, you promise us today. Lord Jesus, help us. Help us not to be discouraged and to get over it when we are. Lord, thank you for listening. In Jesus' name, amen. I talk about discouragement. I talk about being strong and courageous and optimistic and all sorts of things, you know. And I talk about life being a choice. And I remember being discouraged in life. I certainly do. I remember one time in ninth grade, I had a little girlfriend, and and she was a nice girl. I, I had such an, an enormous crush on her. It was years ago. I was in ninth grade at Greenleaf Friends Academy. One of the greatest experiences I had my two years at Greenleaf. Great friends today. But I liked this girl so much. She meant so much to me. And you know what? She dumped me like a sack of potatoes. And I tell you what, it crushed me. I was just crushed. I didn't even eat for a couple of days. And if you know me, you know something's wrong with Tom. Yes, it was wrong with me. I was struggling with that. And you know, I had a hard time getting over her. I really did. It, it, I just never forget that. And so, but I just, I had to get over her because it was taking me down. But the funny story dealing with that is about two years later, Don started dating the same girl. And uh, anyway, he they had a great relationship. And well, then when he was uh, just got out of school, his, his freshman year in college, they were still together. And she went back to Kansas to college. Well, he ended up driving about 16 hours in a row to go see her. And uh, he got back there and saw her walking across campus holding hands with a guy. And he was crushed. He knew the feeling of being crushed. Of course, he was a lot older then than I was then. But you know what? In life, there's things that discourage you. And sometimes we do crazy things. I mean, I was... Uh, I took my anxiety out. Like I said, don't practice that at home. I don't need you shooting up somebody's picture of the BB gun. But I, I took out my anxiety, and that's what ended up happening. But I got over, but I wished her well later on in life. And and I, her family is very dear to me. Still are today as for her family. I haven't talked to the girl in years and years. But, you know, I said last week when I talked a little bit, I said, you know, in life we need to be in it to win it. We need to be in the race of life. We need to live fully vested in the things of God and the things that matter spiritually. John the Revelator had a revelation from Jesus while he was alone on the island of Patmos. And these were the words that he said in Revelation 3. Jesus said to him, Revelation 3, 15 and 16. He said, I know your deeds, that you are neither, you're either cold nor hot. I wish you were one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither no nor hot, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. See, Jesus is trying to get across a valuable point. He doesn't want people to be wishy-washy about their relationship with him. He has given all of us a choice. He has said, if you are sitting on the fence dangling your Christianity, then you could be spit out of his mouth. The last part of this scripture says this, I'm about to spit you out. By saying about, he was giving a warning to get on board with him and stop playing games. Unfortunately, folks, many people play games with their walk with God. 
And believe me, we can fool our friends, but we can never fool God Almighty. We're going to stand before him someday, and he's going to tell it like it is. He knows right where we are at, and he is calling us to take action, to stand up, to walk with him, to allow him to guide our lives. Now, granted us, granted, none of us can do it without the Lord. We must rely on his strength. His strength is available for all of us. We'll take time to call on him and allow the presence of God to lead us. David said in Psalms 29 and 11, the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. See, David recognized that he couldn't operate without the strength of God, that he needed God to direct his life. We see David calling upon God often, seeking his hand. I was fortunate to walk into my house on many occasions to hear the voice of my father calling upon God on his knees in his bedroom. As a teen, it had a profound influence on me because I would hear him call upon God to help Tom grow up, to be a man of God, and to see him through the struggles and the temptations of the world. Now, I certainly wasn't a perfect kid, and I certainly didn't make all the right decisions. I certainly struggled with temptation, you know, but thank the Lord he saw me through. Thank the Lord he protected me from the enemy, that I was able to make it. You know, sometimes we all think, well, pastor, I'm not perfect. My past has been checkerboard with all sorts of things. People of God, I'm here to tell you, probably everybody's past has something in it. Everybody has probably somewhere along the line wished they could have changed something. But you have to pick up the pieces. You have to say, God, help me. Move me forward. He said he has forgotten our past when we asked forgiveness, praying God will raise up people that would totally trust him and allow him to direct our paths. We need each other. We need to stand in the gap for one another. We need to encourage each other and to press on in the road of life. And when you get a flat tire, what do you do? You change it. I remember one time going to a Portland Trailblazer game, and I was by myself that night. I had a little Honda Civic, and I needed, uh, and I had to park in a neighborhood that was kind of known for crime, not a good neighborhood. It was over in northeast Portland, and I was a little bit nervous about it, but I had to park because I didn't want to pay the money to park in the parking lot. Well, you know, I went out after the game. It was late. It was dark. Guess what? I had a flat tire in that little car of mine. And I kid you not, I think I changed that tire in five minutes flat. I was motivated. I wanted to get up, get out of there. Excuse me. I was in a danger zone. See, we need to get be in a hurry to get out of a danger zone of sin that so many times takes us captive and get moving to a safe zone in the arms of Jesus Christ. We need Christian unity. Unity is essential in winning the lost. What I mean by winning the loss is we need people to be aware that people need Jesus, that Jesus is there to help them. They need to find him and know him. Believe it or not, many people are hungry people. They're hungry for the things of God. They're hungry just to be invited to a church. They're hungry to be shown the way of Jesus Christ. But yet, we're too shy or whatever it is. We use some kind of excuse. Remember what Paul said to the Corinthians in chapter 1, verse 10, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there is no division among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. See, folks, that is a perfect description of unity. Being united 
in mind and thought and steer people in the way of the Lord. See, churches are making a big difference in people's lives. And churches that are united are making a huge difference. Churches that are coming together with one purpose, and that is to show people Jesus, they are touching lives. Sometimes we just have church, people have church just to have church. People, it should go beyond that. It's going to go beyond that. I know some people say, well, I don't grow in my church. I'm not growing. Folks, I'm telling you something. If you're not growing in your church, it's not your church. It's you. It's you. You've got to spend time alone with God. You've got to go. Every message that is preached, there is something you can garner because the pastor is preaching the Word of God. Listen to the Word of God. Pull out the truths. Maybe you don't like the way the pastor preaches. Maybe you think it's too simple. Maybe you think it's too deep. Maybe you don't like the tone. Pull out what God would have you pull out. Get alone by yourself. You all have a chance to grow. Everybody in the church should be growing in the things of God because you should be alone with him in your private time. And hopefully the church enhances your walk with him. Not to give in to Satan's schemes and ploys. We have so many people who make excuses about their walk with God. They make excuses about why they're not going to church. I'm telling you people, stop making excuses. Get busy. Honor God. Serve God. Walk with him day in and day out. That's exactly what he wants from you. You know, God would that God wants you to stand against spiritual compromise compromising those things that aren't right. You know, the enemy has a lot of schemes, but if you stand firm, God will bless you. In fact, listen to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. It says, Be alert and sober mind. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And the God of grace who called you to eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Folks, resist the enemy. Stand firm in faith. Realize that people all over the world are going through similar struggles, but greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Imagine victory, folks. Imagine that day. When we stand in his presence singing hallelujah to the king of kings. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, Paul says, But thanks be to God, he gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, God will give you victory in the Lord Jesus Christ if you will only trust him today. Imagine what he wants to do in your life. Lord bless you. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.